Welcome to the channel, giving healthcare professionals clinical guidance from a primary care perspective. My name is Fernando Florido and I'm a GP in the United Kingdom. Today is the third and final episode on asthma diagnosis. Today's episode focuses on NICE guidance on the diagnosis of asthma in adults. I will put in the description below a link to download the full guideline and the different flowcharts, as well as how to access the YouTube version. So, let's get straight in. First, let's remind ourselves that we're looking at the NICE guideline Asthma Diagnosis Monitoring and Chronic Asthma Management or NGAT, last updated in March 2021. A new guideline is expected in November 2023. Okay, so we're going to look at this flowchart, which looks at the objective tests for asthma in adults aged 17 and over. This flowchart has two sections. The first one considers the order of the tests that need to be carried out, and the second one tells us about the interpretation of the test results. We're now going to look at the order of the tests. The first test to do in adults is always fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels followed by spirometry. So we will measure the fractional exhaled nitric oxide first followed by spirometry and then we will consider bronchodilator reversibility testing only if the spirometry shows an obstruction. If diagnostic uncertainty remains after fractional exhaled nitric oxide, spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility we will monitor peak flow variability for two to four weeks. And if diagnostic uncertainty remains after measuring peak flow variability, we will refer for a histamine or methacholine direct bronchial challenge test. If histamine or methacholine direct bronchial challenge test is unavailable, we will suspect asthma and review the diagnosis after treatment, or we will refer to a center with access to histamine or methacholine challenge testing. So in summary, the order of the test is fractional exhaled nitric oxide, spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility testing first, then peak flow variability followed by histamine or methacholine direct bronchial challenge test, also described as airway hyperactivity testing. If you think that you may have difficulty remembering this order, at the end I'm going to give you a mnemonic tip that will help you remember it without a struggle. The second section looks at the interpretation of test results. But before we go through the flowchart, let's look at the positive test thresholds. Obstructive spirometry means an FEV1, FEVC ratio less than 70% or below the lower limit of normal if available. In terms of fractional exhaled nitric oxide, 40 parts per billion or more is also a positive test result in adults. And please note that the level is 40 parts per billion as opposed to 35 parts per billion in children. Bronchodilator reversibility means that there is an improvement in the FEV1 of 12% or more and an increase in volume of 200 ml or more. Peak flow variability means that the variability in readings is over 20% and a positive direct bronchial challenge test with histamine or methacholine means that the PC20, which is the provocative concentration that causes a 20% decrease in the FEV1 from baseline, is of 8 mg per mil or less. So what this means is that very small amounts of these substances can cause bronchoconstriction. Right, going back to the flowchart itself, 
we always start with a fractional exhale nitric oxide spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility if there's obstruction. So the first question is, does spirometry show an obstruction? If the answer is no, as part of the initial assessment, we will do the fractional exhale nitric oxide level. So we will ask ourselves, are the nitric oxide levels 40 parts per billion or more? And if the answer is no, the next test to perform is peak flow variability. So we will ask, is there availability in peak flow readings? And if the answer is also no, then we will think that asthma is unlikely and we will consider alternative diagnosis and referral for specialist assessment. This is because none of the tests have proven to be positive for asthma. However, if the answer to the question to peak flow variability is yes, then there will have been only one positive test for asthma, so there will still be some diagnostic uncertainty. Therefore, we have to answer the next question. Is there airway hyperreactivity? And to be able to answer this, we need to move to the next order of tests, that is to refer for a histamine or methacholine direct bronchial challenge test. And if the answer to the challenge is also no, then we will think that asthma is unlikely and we will consider alternative diagnosis and referral for specialist assessment. This is because airway hyperreactivity testing is the most accurate test for asthma and a negative result essentially excludes the diagnosis. However, if the answer to airway hyperreactivity is yes, then we will be able to make a diagnosis of asthma. And this is because of the accuracy of airway hyperreactivity testing, but also because we would have two positive tests for asthma, that is, peak flow variability and airway hyperreactivity. On the other hand, if after doing the initial assessment with fractional exhale nitric oxide and spirometry, we will ask ourselves if the nitric oxide levels are 40 parts per billion or more. And if the answer is yes, then in order to be sure, we need a second positive test. And the next one in line is to check for peak flow variability. And if we find that there is no variability, there will be still some diagnostic uncertainty. So again, we have to answer the next question. Is there airway hyperreactivity? And for this, we will refer the patient for a histamine or methacholine direct bronchial challenge test. And if the answer is also no, then we will think that asthma is unlikely and we will consider alternative diagnosis and referral for specialist assessment. This is because airway hyperreactivity testing is the most accurate test for asthma and a negative result essentially excludes the diagnosis. However, if the answer to airway hyperactivity is yes, then we will be able to make the diagnosis of asthma. And this is because of the accuracy of airway hyperreactivity testing, but also because we would have two positive tests for asthma, that is high fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels and airway hyperreactivity. But going back to the point that fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are 40 parts per billion or more, and doing peak flow variability. And if we find that there is indeed peak flow variability, then we will be able to make a diagnosis of asthma without having to do hyperreactivity testing because we will have two positive tests for asthma, high nitric oxide levels and peak flow variability. If we now go back to the beginning and do our initial assessment with fractional exhaled nitric oxide spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility, 
and we find that the spirometry indeed shows obstruction, then the next question to answer is to see what the bronchodilator reversibility testing is. And if there's no reversible airflow obstruction, then we will look at the other result of our initial assessment, which is fractional exhaled nitric oxide. And if the nitric oxide levels are not high, that is, they're not 40 parts per billion or more, then we will look whether the levels are borderline high, that is, between 25 and 39 parts per billion, because slightly higher than normal levels still have some diagnostic value. And if the fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are completely normal, that is, less than 25, we will have to consider alternative diagnosis or referral for a second opinion, meaning that asthma is unlikely. This is because we would not have any positive tests for asthma, given that an obstruction and spirometry that is not reversible is not suggestive of asthma and therefore is considered as a negative result for asthma. However, if the fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are borderline, that is between 25 and 39, then because the predictive value of borderline levels is not very high, we will have to make sure by trying to get a second positive test for asthma. And the order of tests dictates that the next one to do is to check peak flow variability. And if there is no variability, then there will still be diagnostic uncertainty and we will need to check airway hyperreactivity, which will confirm or exclude asthma. So if there is no hyperreactivity, we will consider other diagnoses or referral for a second opinion because we would not have any positive test results for asthma, given that fractional exhaled nitric oxide borderline levels are not considered as a positive test result on their own. However, if there is hyperreactivity, we will be able to diagnose asthma, and this is not only because of the accuracy of airway hyperreactivity testing, but also because we would have two positive tests for asthma, that is, the borderline high nitric oxide levels and airway hyperreactivity. And this time, borderline levels are considered a positive test in combination with airway hyperreactivity. If we go back to the fractional exhaled nitric oxide question and we find that the levels are high, that is 40 or more, that will be enough for us to have to suspect asthma, but not quite confirm it. And we will start treatment to review the diagnosis after it. And exactly the same will happen if the fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are borderline high, that is between 25 and 39 parts per billion, and there is peak flow variability. That will also be enough for us to have to suspect asthma, and we will start treatment and review the diagnosis afterwards. So in those two cases, we will not have to check for airway hyperreactivity, and we will suspect asthma, start treatment and review the diagnosis after treatment. And equally, if we go back to our initial assessment at the beginning, doing fractional exhaled nitric oxide, spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility, and find that there is an obstructive spirometry and reversible airflow obstruction, as part of the initial assessment, we will need to look at the fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels and see if they are high, that is 40 or more. If the answer is no, then we will need to check for peak flow variability. And if there's no peak flow variability, 
Then we will check if the fractional exhaled nitric oxide are borderline high, that is between 25 and 39. If the answer is no and the levels are normal, that is below 25, then asthma will be unlikely and we will have to consider alternative diagnosis or referral for a second opinion. This is because reversible obstruction alone, without even borderline fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels, cannot be considered a positive test result. But if the nitric oxide levels are borderline, that is between 25 and 39, in those cases we will not be able to confirm the diagnosis of asthma, but we will suspect it, start treatment and review the diagnosis after treatment. This is because the borderline nitric oxide levels are not enough to be confirmative. But if we go back and find that fractionally exhaled nitric oxide levels are not 40 parts per billion or more, but there is peak flow variability, then we will be able to confirm the diagnosis of asthma because we will have two positive tests for asthma, that is bronchodilator reversibility and peak flow variability. And finally, if after the initial assessment, the fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are high, that is 40 or more, then we will be able to make a firm diagnosis of asthma because we will have two positive test results, bronchodilator reversibility and fractional exhaled nitric oxide. As a final summary, we will remind ourselves of the order of the tests in adults, which is, in the first place, fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels spirometry and bronchodilator reversibility together, followed by peak flow variability and then airway hyperreactivity. And here is a little bonus tip. How can you remember the order of asthma tests in adults? It could be something like fast sailing boats together, powering ahead, or fractional exhaled nitric oxide, F for fast, spirometry, S for sailing, bronchodilator reversibility B for boats and we do those tests together then peak flow variability or P for pushing and then airway hyperreactivity A for ahead. As a summary we are likely to exclude asthma if we get to the point of checking airway hyperreactivity and this is negative or if the fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are normal that is below 25 or if there are no positive tests for asthma. Also, as a summary, we will confirm asthma if we get to the point of checking airway hyperreactivity and this is positive, or if there are two positive test results for asthma, for example, high nitric oxide levels and peak flow variability, or reversible airway obstruction with either high fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels or peak flow variability. Finally, we will not be able to confirm asthma, but we will need to suspect it and treat and review accordingly if fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are 40 or more, but nothing else, or fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are borderline with peak flow variability, or fractional exhaled nitric oxide levels are borderline with bronchodilator reversibility. Right, we have finished reviewing the flowchart. I hope that you have found it useful. Goodbye.